0: Welcome to Think Free with Stephen and Daniel, two brothers breaking down ideas and ways of thinking about this thing we call life. Unlock your mind to explore more than you ever thought possible. Think free. Well, should we uh, start? Should we listen to a uh, little clip here? Sure. All right. So I found this uh, clip by Jim Carrey, and uh, he was on another, looks like some other kind of podcast or interview. It's an excerpt of uh, this interview that I thought stuck out to me and might be fun to listen to. So let's see if we can get this to play here. Awesome.
1: I'm finding that people are all kind of in, for the most part, accepting of another kind of way of looking at things or uh, letting go of character. You know, there's this kind of weird thing. Like, like I went on, sh- on a broadway stage with michael moore last week and i did a lot of comedy and i did political stuff and and that was all great and then i just kind of slowed down and started talking about uh the river of tears that Mm -hmm. we all have to face and uh, eventually and that we're all avoiding and how at the other side there's you know that your body can survive it but you can't Mm -hmm. and it's you're better off without a you or an i Mm -hmm. and i got into that pretty heavily and they were looking at me like um, this isn't what he's supposed to say <laughs> right. you know it was it was more like you're supposed to say, you know we're important and you're yeah. supposed to say it's all going to be all right, mm. and you're supposed to say uh that you know whatever you dream can come true, mm. and you're supposed to say all those things. I do believe in manifestation power mm. of that kind of stuff, but I don't believe that any of it matters <clears throat> you know I, I'm, this mattering is a is to me a, a human construct, yeah. uh, born out of a need the same need as you have to have you know deities and things like that. I mean, I believe in an energy of God, an yeah. energy of you know everything is divine. You know, there's just not there's no there's no thing that isn't divine. Yeah. Everything is divine, and I'm that, I'm not the body. I'm you guys, and I'm this thing, and I'm yeah. this thing, and I'm the cameras. And it doesn't matter to me what's happening on them. Uh, sometimes I still have the groove cut in me that you yeah. know wants my hair to look nice. Right. It's an ancient thing. Yeah. You know, there's still ego there, yeah. but I, but I don't. Um, I'm finding that ultimately the the freedom from it is uh, is something people are kind of hungry for in a way. Right. They're like, I don't want to be me either. Right. You know, and I and I go, well, great, because you never have been.
0: That's the end. Nice of the clip, <laughs> yeah. So, a few things that stuck out to me. Anything that jumped out at you right off the bat, or should I go first? Um, it's, I would just say that, um, I have
2: found it interesting to get glimpses of Jim Carrey's uh road that he's traveled, yeah, yeah, um, because self-admittedly he hasn't always had those same views mm-hmm. um and i would say looking on the outside it's he has seemed quite loony at some points um of on his journey um and then he sent me that clip and i definitely can relate to a lot of what he's saying if like we talked about i think we mentioned a couple of the items on our uh 10th podcast with isaiah yeah um and
0: yeah i um that would be what i would say first i i agree that was the first thing i was going to say too for those of us that grew up with him as a over-the-top comedic actor you know this isn't the arc you would have expected Mm -hmm. this person's life
2: to take because he was it's not like he was public about any of this when he was doing any of those
0: like movies he was just an actor right right yeah comedian and um uh, from what i've heard it he did uh, the documentary about andy kaufman who was another um another comedian i can't remember it, i think it's on netflix right now it's huh. like jim and andy or something have like you that. watched it uh parts of it but i didn't really get into it because i didn't know andy kaufman as an actor he was a another comedian that jim carrey kind of looked up to oh. and then um did this role where he was playing him as they were, I think Andy had passed away. And so they were doing this uh, uh, an homage or, or a documentary to kind of honor his life, to talk about his life. And so Jim Carrey basically got into the role so much that he became Andy Kaufman while he was doing this movie. And even when they would cut and go home at night and come back the next day, he became Andy or stayed Andy the entire time. I think time. I heard something about this, okay. Yeah, so I think that's, I haven't looked into it too much, but yeah. uh, I've, I've, from what I understand, that kind of caused Jim to break with the identity of being a Jim mm. and became an Andy and, and then saw the futility of identifying with any one me or a uh,
2: single person. And was, uh, did Andy have these same philosophies or was it just him becoming another comedian, another type of person Then unraveled Jim's I think there is. I think that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think there was just a, a break that happened mm. because he'd only ever been Jim. Yeah. Even when he played all these characters in these movies and was on, you know, uh, what was it? Not uh, SNL, but the other one was, didn't he start on, uh, the Fox version of that? Oh, I don't know. Probably I can't remember what that is now. A lot of them do yeah yeah uh anyway he started on tv just doing a sketch comedy show and so and uh yeah so the movies all these other roles he's played all these other characters haven't had that same impact on him okay until he embodied this and what did you say you thought the movie was called on netflix i think it's jim and andy jim and andy okay Mm -hmm. that's pretty easy
2: yeah okay uh check it out
0: yeah i haven't watched the whole movie watched part of it i was like nah, i'm not really interested in this because i didn't really know Andy Kaufman as an actor or as a comedian, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really drawn into it. Um, so it might be good. Might not be. Couldn't say. I'm not recommending it. I'm not. not. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was sort of the thing that propelled him into uh, yeah thinking about the world and reality in a different way. And Ever since then, it hasn't been the old Jim Carrey that we've all known, which was kind of part of the point, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for him. So... Yeah, what an interesting arc to see and uh, we put people in a classification of character and it's rare for them to... Go so radically different or yeah, end and, up in a different path.
2: And be public about it too. Yeah. You know, he right. didn't, he didn't just go down this path and then was like, nah, I don't want to do any movies. I don't want to do any, mm-hmm. anything. And then you he just, Species he's like, talks. oh, he just fell off the side of the earth. Right. This right. was like, whoa, he's really
0: changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now talking about it, like you yeah, you said, in very public ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the first thing that stuck out to me. I, I think the most profound statement that he made or what stuck out to me the most was when he said, I I believe in all this manifestation stuff. I just don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. And to me, that seems like a a really fun distinction to play with. And you could say that just about anything, you know, um, I believe in politics. I just don't think it matters, you know, to kind of go back to an episode ago for us, or I believe in religion. I just don't think it matters. And we often don't I don't think take the time to say just because I believe in something doesn't matter, or can I believe in something and decide that it doesn't matter to me, even though it matters to something somebody else? So that's just a mm-hmm. a fun way to think about that. Cause it, it changes the question from is this something that's true? Is 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 astrology true? Yes or no and then the next question is and does it matter and if it does matter then does it is it important if it's true or not because it matters this starts to make my
2: brain go into a pretzel so <laughs> yeah and yeah i kind of like what I, isaiah was saying like especially if you're in a negative headspace when you're thinking about that and you're just like screw it I'm just gonna die or just gonna kill myself or not do anything anything, yeah um, at all for it yeah it's um, to try to break down oh I believe in this thing but it doesn't matter Do am I gonna still believe in it and like what value are you getting from it basically almost is maybe what it would come down
0: to right right is is there a utility to me in this in some form Mm -hmm. even if it's the utility of because he he
2: wasn't the the statement wasn't yeah I believe that that could exist and that could work Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. he was saying that he does believe in it Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it then okay you'd almost have to like I would think break it down to then be uh so me th- believing in that, what what value does that provide in the story that I'm telling myself? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, somebody else was uh, telling me another quote that they'd heard of his recently. I don't know if the quote was recently, but I heard them tell me about it recently. Uh, he had said, I wish everybody could achieve the level of financial success that I have to see that none of it really matters after all, because we're all for most of us, we're striving, we're hoping, we're wishing, we're believing. We have this faith and this hope that if I could just make enough money, I could be secure. I could have my needs met. I could not have to worry about things. My life would be improved immeasurably in so many different ways if I could just get to this certain level, a certain plateau. And he was saying, you know, given this new outlook on life that we were talking about, uh, I got there. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I wish everybody could experience it so they could see it's not worth striving for or trying for or or going after. And my first reaction to that was, hey, Jim, your white privilege is showing. (laughs) Uh Easy for you to say, you know, now that you've got there, you've got a whole other set of, you know, existential problems you get to play with. And for people that are struggling to make ends meet or, you know, paycheck to paycheck, uh, you know, they got kids and in crisis medical issues things they can't pay for like i don't know if that was insensitive and out of touch or if that's a potential you know benefit to even people that are suffering in poverty or people that are struggling i to meet their basic needs
2: i think it, yeah and as you were saying that i think uh it's a little nuanced because i think if you th- are are there of none of it matters mm-hmm. well then um somebody in nigeria who's living in a this shack that has water up two and a half feet and it's one room and they don't know where their next meal is going to come from you would then have to be of the mindset of oh it, it doesn't matter anyways that you're suffering through that mm. so i think if it's coming from the aspect of as long as you're not suffering, none of it matters of, of having money versus not having money. I think that would be, in my opinion, a critical distinction. It's almost like a, it's a, a bell curve or almost like a hmm. – um, where, yeah, it, it kind of matters up to maybe a point as far as suffering goes of like um, – actual suffering of yeah. pain of not having food of, of not being able to have cover of shelter of clothing um kind of some of the it's like super core basic fundamentals of being able to keep life going right, right um but if you tear it all down and say nothing truly matters from all of this um at at the same time just like with your knee-jerk reaction at the time to say oh that's your white privilege is showing my knee-jerk reaction would say okay if if you really think that none of it truly does matter even at the suffering level like uh, why do you even jim why do you even carry a bank account why Mm -hmm. do you even have clothes on why do you even go on the podcast like yeah uh, so I think they're, yeah, t- to. To exist in this world with the rules that we play by, I think there's a little bit of, of nuance there of having to say that. Outside of suffering, maybe he's he's realized that 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 money it's not there it doesn't it do, doesn't matter it doesn't do anything for you yeah that yeah. would be my thought and and i'm not attacking him but just that mm-hmm. that thought process and philosophy of of that right because he's right. not the only one who has said that, said or that for feels sure. that way
0: could be an additional context to that statement that wasn't for sure communicated to me that he maybe he qualified that or it was in a larger you know scope of conversation uh yeah i, I hear you saying just to repeat it back to you, like there's a almost like a negative quality of existence of maybe zero for using a number scale. Zero would be kind of your basic needs are met and you don't have to wonder if you're going to, uh, be able to, where your next meal is going to come well, from. Well, even, or, well, yeah. E- and maybe even it's
2: the next meal comes in 10 days or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying if we're talking about physical, s- the, the, the worst physical suffering of, of not being able to, uh, continue your existence like not just enjoy your existence but not being able to even continue if those circumstances continued i i think that's yeah
0: that's 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 that would be the negative yeah Yeah. that's
2: below zero yeah
0: yeah and so then yeah once you get to zero where surviving isn't a crisis for you you don't have to think
2: about surviving yeah would be zero and so then yeah Mm -hmm. i can then see that kind of philosophy of from Mm -hmm. zero to a hundred it really doesn't matter guys Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're just, it matters because of the expectations and the stories
0: that you're telling yourself. Right, the things we layer on top of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so then that kind of brings to another part of what he was saying near the end in that clip that we listened to about there is no me, there is no you, we're all the everything, which again is not anything new to Jim Carrey, it's, it's mm-hmm. been said by many people for thousands of years, Uh it's just weird coming out of his mouth for those of us who know <laughs> yes. in that context. Yeah. Uh, so there's almost like there is no me to suffer if we go that far with it. Uh-huh. There's no you to cause the suffering. This illusion of distinction is what brings us into a place of even having, you know, a negative on the scale. Um, which again, I, I don't know anybody who's living in a place of on the negative scale that talks like that. Right. Right. So it's hard. Right. It's hard to apply that. Right. When I think that's where even the uh,
2: the use of the word like privilege would mm-hmm. come from because he's saying that from a position where he's not in that negative number right. from it. And so um that's why I was kind of saying, like, why yeah. do you have clothes on? Why are you caring about your, right. your even eating tomorrow if none of this truly matters? Right. Um, well, no, not if this truly doesn't matter. If, um, if there is no suffering and there is no uh, individualism and there's mm-hmm. no, like any of there's that. There's no you, there's right. no me. Yeah. Right. Which I think can get also a little close to the negative, nihilism talk that we were having with isaiah on that scale as well um if you find no if you not only not find but you don't believe that there truly is any value in continued existence of the human race Mm. Mm -hmm. i think those kind of blend that it's really hard to kind of see the difference between those two thought processes because uh, why is that person putting any effort into continuing to exist if we're all only existing inside of ourselves or inside of everything and it doesn't matter and there's no pain, there's no gain, there's nothing desirable yeah.
0: from it? It's kind of an infinite loop. Yeah. So just, yeah, what's the point? Then they got to go back to the games or, mm-hmm. yeah, the divine is making all this up and pretending to have not remembered so that it can find again the Yeah, game of hide and seek over and over right and he did say at one point he says i still get caught in the groove of wanting to have my hair yeah. a certain way and, uh-huh. you know talked about ego and which is another which
2: again is why i'm not saying just why isn't jim doing this but just mm-hmm. so, uh, that somebody with um that mindset and view set and and beliefs or non-beliefs, I don't know, right. whatever you want to call that, but yeah, that right. same thing. So not calling him out. Why do you have those clothes on? But just mm-hmm. if you're in that spot, it seems like you almost you almost can't and aren't detaching yourself as much as you are saying you are or you should, mm. because to truly do that would be that and like just not caring so it's like uh if you are actually doing any having any desire or thought or uh, motivation to even move your body off of the ground there's some desire in my mind i would think that you have some type of desire of continued existence
0: Mm -hmm. even to take a breath in right? right yeah right the
2: kind of the most basic
0: thing we mm-hmm. can think of.
2: Yeah. And then you think about that. How many times do we have to actually think about that or blinking to then just think that that's kind of a hardwired portion of right. our existence to want to
0: continue existing? Yeah. 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 I was talking about this with somebody yesterday and I said something like, the purpose of life is to, um, Discover the purpose of life, or the meaning of mm-hmm. life is to um, look for the meaning of life, and, and not so much to find it. You know, it's not about the answer; it's the journey. And so, we find meaning in looking for meaning. We find purpose in looking for purpose. We, we don't find purpose in finding purpose. <laughs> it's it's a it's a paradox, of course. Um, and he said back to me, he says, "Well, actually, it's even more simpler than that. The purpose of life is life. Like, why do you get up?" Be, because you're here, you know, why are you here? Because you got up out of bed or, or whatever, you know, why take the next breath? Well, because you took the one before that. Well, why'd you take that one? Because you took the one before that. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it this hurts my brain a little bit, you know, like you said, the pretzel, but it's, it's it reduces it down to uh, we don't necessarily need any more of a reason to go on other than the fact that we're here uh-huh. and that going on is a thing that we can do, it's something in front of us, it's a choice that we have. We have the choice to not go on. Um, some people make that mm-hmm. choice, of course, but for most of us, we choose to go on and we choose to avoid not going on mm-hmm. when faced with that option. We take our medicine or, you know, vitamins or work out or eat food that we believe to be healthy or avoid car accidents if at all possible to, yeah. to keep going on. So I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that that's enough of an answer for, for our brains collectively, not just you and me, but, but if that. You know, meaning is made in the making of the meaning. Um, not in the, that we get somewhere, but that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. seem sufficient to you or does that still leave it a little bit like open-ended? And what question are you uh, answering? Uh, that, that the the meaning of life is that we're alive. Oh.
2: Yeah, I, I would say so. I would say that I am... Uh, have then added a layer on top of that of that the evolution of humans over all the other species on this planet is a beautiful thing and our existence and our ability to interact with each other in the most unique way that we even know of mm. um is really a beautiful and precious thing that I would want to continue Mm. going and my experience through that unique, um, and unique situation
0: is something that I would love for other people to be able to experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's really, really profound. I've never heard you Talk about the aesthetic, like the beauty mm. function of, of nature and existence as being a, a motivating piece. And yeah, I probably just because that's not my
2: natural tendency of mm. how to speak to about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, I think that I have said that before. <laughs> and so like like when I've mentioned a couple times even on this podcast about like the Ricky Gervais Right. Statement in that movie or that t- TV clip about him saying, Oh, that's why do I rape and pillage and kill right. as much as I want. Afterlife, yeah, yeah, On Netflix. yeah after, yeah. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just kind of resonated with me because that was kind of a, a comedic and very simplistic way to summarize what I was just saying just now, yeah, is that this is beautiful, this, yeah, this is, um something worth living to experience this such unique thing that a dog can't experience Mm. that can't, um, they're just not actionable for it. And so I was going to say when you were talking about, uh, people taking their own lives, I'm obviously not a PhD in psychology, but I would, I would imagine that if the pain and suffering that someone like that ex- experienced was removed, that they may have a, a different outlook on whether they would want to continue experiencing this thing, what we call life. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so then it, that leads to, yeah. So I think there is definitely a, a, just a pr- prime, a primal mm-hmm. a desire to want to continue existing for for existence sake like even you know the animals just like a gazelle not wanting to get eaten by a lion right um so i think there's definitely that and then i feel that the beauty and the the dance and the and the experiences that we have that are uh, outside of anything else that we have ever identified as as being possible
0: right hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like and like what you said about, uh, you know, maybe helping other people remove some of the suffering that is inhibiting them from experiencing the beauty yeah. that you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, because that could make the difference between them continuing to enjoy something or feeling like there's no point, there's no way I could enjoy it because mm-hmm. there's this block, there's this pain, there's trauma, that right. sort of a thing. Yeah, because not everybody making that decision is doing it obviously from a clear head yeah and i think um
2: on top of that as well at the same time there's um i would imagine that there's a possibility that there's also people that are in that position um because of um an evolution um Wiring in the brain, so mm. it's in an actual. It's not something that simply can go. Oh, right. This happened to you in the past, and so we can remove that, and then you won't have this feeling or desire or thought process. Like just like anything else, there's imperfections in in us being created as a, a small human inside of a, a belly to yeah. dying. Um, we're not all completely have the same markers and the same exact. Uh, pieces put together and the same connections in the brain and all that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah, good point. I think both of them can exist at right. the exact same time that you have some of those people. I don't want to just peg it that it's just, oh, we just need to remove some of the negative aspects and then we can not have those people want to have that desire. Yeah. They just. People need uh, medical intervention sometimes. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes medical intervention that we haven't discovered mm-hmm. for another 500 years.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless somebody out there is working on it. Keep yeah, going. We need you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and
2: a little bit of a segue, but it, it seems uh, or a rabbit trail. It seems uh, it's interesting. I heard on our a, a podcast recently about even thinking about, you know, we used to have, we used to put like leeches and like literally mm-hmm. <laughs> blood sucking animals on our, our skin because we thought medically that that was beneficial to us. Yeah. And so even just to think in a hundred or 200 or 300 years, you know, to go wait, <laughs> We used, we used to give antidepressant, like we used to give meds to people to fix this this thing that they were having, this experience that they were having. Like, oh my gosh, that's so archaic. Like, that's so weird to do that, yeah. um, you know, or shock therapy that they used to do and things like that. All those types of things, um, just to think how far we've came in a hundred years of medical right. uh, intervention to think what's going to happen in the next hundred or 200 years and what our great-grandkids are going to be like why would they do that that is
0: ridiculous <laughs> you know it is it's so easy to look back and scoff at yeah, yeah 100 years ago lombardabis uh, uh-huh. you know just yeah ways that they thought that just seems so yeah
2: yeah sometimes you don't even you don't even hear about it and like i've watched you know one flew over the cuckoo's nest or whatever mm-hmm. and then one am like what is that seriously what they used to think was helpful?
0: Right. Yeah. It wasn't just mad scientists yeah. doing that. Yeah. He's <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. Sticking pointers up noses to go to the brain to dig yeah. out parts and stuff.
2: Yeah. And put yeah, dripping liquid into onto the brain. Like mm-hmm. literally. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. You don't know what you're doing,
2: man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: I right, know. Yeah. That's, that's medical science for you. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of EMDR? Uh, just recently, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, family member of mine just went through it. A couple of them have, but I just heard kind of a first hand. Really? Okay. Tell me more. Yeah. So it's um, there's a f- apparently a few different ways to do it. I think the most common way is to use a light bar that uh, shifts the light back and forth across uh, you know a horizontal spectrum, and the goal is for the person to the patient to track that light with their eyes. That's basically all there is to it. Or uh, another way is apparently you can have your two hands have these little buzzers in them that are hooked up to a, some sort of machine. And it's, I don't know, I imagine it's a little bit like the little hand buzzers, the little shock buzzers they used to have as a, as a joke as a kid, but it doesn't it shock you. It just sends a little pulse, a little sensation, and it oscillates back and forth between your left hand and your right hand. It seems essentially has the same effect as tracing the light with your eyes Okay, and the science behind it. The methodology for any of those types of, uh, you know, physical expressions is it—it it is causing uh, linkage between the left and right hemispheres of the brain mm. to happen. It, it's increasing that that momentum or that movement, or activating the, the link between the two hemispheres is probably the best way to say it. Uh, and that's it's done in a uh, therapeutic or counseling environment where you're dealing with usually trauma from the past, memories, repressed memories, something you probably know about, just haven't been able to get over, haven't been able to integrate, haven't been able to properly digest. And so what we believe has happens when you're in a traumatic experience or when you relive a traumatic experience now as an adult, you can tell yourself, yeah, I'm not there anymore. I'm not in that position. However, when it happened to you, you didn't have the cognitive ability to be able to to put it into your long-term memory as something that's already happened, and so you're still experiencing mm. it every time that you remember it, or when you're triggered, uh, somebody says something, or an event happens, you get caught up, cut off in traffic, whatever it is, and you feel like you're right back there again. And so, what the best explanation we have for it now is that it hasn't been integrated into your long-term memory and cataloged as something that happened in the past. It's still a, a present experience as far as your body is concerned, and so the right hemisphere of your brain that's normally associated with emotion is is cut off from accessing the logic and the reason in the prefrontal cortex of your left side of your your brain Uh, and so you're you're just in the moment you're just feeling it you're just triggered your blood pressure rises you go into fight or flight Uh, you're just activated you fly off the handle at somebody you start cursing you freeze you know whatever your response happens to be in that environment and so the EMDR is uh, intended to override that natural default of just sticking with our reactive emotional brain. And it it's, it uh, allows the link to happen with our left side logical brain by the light bar moving your eyes back and forth or the this, this, um, little buzzers in your hand keeps going back and forth and left brain, right brain, left brain, right brain. So then you with your counselor or therapist, you talk about the experience. Okay, so I was gonna ask yeah, if you yeah. have to do something other than just looking, moving your eyes. Right, yeah, no, so it's, you can you could go through a therapy session with your counselor without that, and you still may not be able to integrate the information he's telling you. Like, yes, that person abused you, but it wasn't your fault, you were only seven, you had no control, it wasn't your problem, they were, the, you know, you were mm-hmm. a victim. And you can hear all that, but you can't get it to stick. Without, and the EMDR is there to help it stick now. Hmm. Uh, and so that's the, I hope I'm not butchering it too bad, but from my understanding, that's the basic theory behind it. And it it, it allows you to do therapy and, and, and integrate past experiences um, like neuro-assisted or something like that because now your brain, your full brain is engaged and activated in a way that you can integrate and catalog it as a... Uh, as a past event, something that happened, not something that's currently happening. And so then the next time that you would have been activated, something happens in your current day life, instead of going, oh, I'm, I'm there again, or this is happening to me again, you no, that was a past. That was something from, from the old days. Does, uh, from uh,
2: your family members that have experienced this and mm-hmm. any amount of reading or listening that you've uh, seen on it, does it seem like after a successful session that you're done with that topic and and you've been able to categorize it or is it a like a five or six seven type like times that you have to go back or do you have to continually go back every all the time
0: i, I think yeah, i think there's a it's possible that one and done for that that event um, i think it has a little bit to do with you know the variables of the uh, the skill of the Practitioner that's administering it, you know, okay. the counseling therapist, are, are they any good at it? Do they know what they're doing? Do they have, um, and then probably the patient's receptivity and, you know, are there other blockers in the way? I know from my own experience as a patient, sometimes in therapy or counseling, sometimes there's other things that get in the way of getting to the actual core and you kind of have to deal with those smaller bits first before you can get to the real big thing at the end. So yeah, I would say it's, it's certainly Theoretically possible that one session could be enough, but given all those variables, it might Mm -hmm. take multiples before something really gets cleaned up. Um, And from what I've heard, you know, it's the kind of thing where you could have 20 sessions without EMDR and not make much progress and have one session with it and make, you know, huge leaps um, just because you're adding that one extra element of connecting the brain hemispheres so then it got me thinking the reason i brought this up because it got me thinking about what you were saying about what what is medical science going to do for us in 500 years that so i had to thought about this i was like okay so if part of what causes trauma as best as we know is as a child you don't have that fully developed or that that link isn't isn't uh, complete between the two hemispheres because you're growing and you're developing and so you interpret situations that happen to you through that lens, through your lack of information as a child. And a lot of times you believe things that aren't, you know, as accurate retrospectively when you look back on it. You know, the classic thing, like I said before, is something happens to a child that for every other observer is completely out of their control, but they don't have enough sense of that. So they believe it's their fault that mom and dad got divorced or some terrible thing happened. And they they internalize that if that was my fault. Um, because they don't know any better, they don't have enough data, they don't have enough life experience, and they don't have the access to their full brain to, to analyze it and make a different conclusion. So then I was thinking, like, wow, would, would, would the, is there some way to, the kids don't have to wait until they're in their early 20s to get the advantage of the fully formed brain. Like, yeah, are we going to come up with some surgery yeah. that we do on two-year-olds that helps right. bridge those yeah. hemispheres? So when they're six, they can accurately interpret that mom and dad got divorced because they're idiots, not because it was Johnny splitting them up or something. Just to We're use probably going to
2: have AI robotics in our brains by that point. Yeah, yeah. That'll that bridge
0: some of those. That gaps. would be another thing, right? Yeah. Which then do we lose some innocence of? You know, what's is there a trade-off? Oh like, yeah. Or going into a, like another sci-fi movie here yeah. about yeah. These are all the benefits, but the unintended consequences of mm-hmm. kids now don't get to have whatever you know something that we took for granted
1: right you know, right yeah
2: yeah you have a negative side so. effect that you're not able to mm-hmm. experience as a kid because of those yeah changes
0: that you have grew up too fast yeah or something <laughs> or, mm-hmm. the magic and wonder and mystery of doing make-believe is gone now because you're like well that's stupid at six when you should have been able to be creative and play so i don't know i it just popped in my head yesterday that that could be some weird Attempt that we make as we fumble along as humans to, just like putting leeches on, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah,
2: it's so funny. It's like keeps on coming back to like what we've been talking about all morning of just more money, more problems. Like <laughs> right. you try to fix it, we get more understanding, we get more better technology with AI and and robotics and uh, smaller cameras and mm-hmm. uh, being able to. Under, you know, quantum mechanics and things like that. Yeah, it's, I uh, wonder at some point if we're like, yeah, we don't really need to live 150 years. Like it was,
0: yeah. Which is what they're saying now kids born today yeah. could, could expect to live yeah, to 150. which is crazy. So crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, how many thousands of years did it take to go from like, exp- life oh, right. from 40 to 70, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. And now we're thinking of going from, 75 to 150 mm-hmm. in two generations or something like what? Yeah. <laughs> And then does does that mean that then we gain exponentially from there and that like right after that it's a leap to 300 or so? and then like I just said more money more
2: problems <laughs> right. as you get older there're going to be more problems right. that we're going to run into uh, for anything from even right. like housing to food and I mean yeah. uh,
0: just a lot of things <laughs> that are going to happen I know and not not to get into the politics of overpopulation I think from a philosophical standpoint uh alan watts i was listening to him again recently i've mentioned him before uh he was talking about the beauty of death as something we obviously avoid especially in our western culture uh, plenty of people have talked about this or death phobic and the beauty of death is that it makes room for new life yeah and uh, you know just the, the cycle of nature that we know of uh, one tree falls and dies, and it rots, and then it becomes the nutrient. Flying king, man. Yeah, exactly. Circle of life, circle of life. Yeah. So as humans, like if like if we're not making room for new life because we're sustaining our own indefinitely, maybe who knows? Right. Um, yeah, it's a whole other set
2: of problems. Yeah, you know that we you got to build colonies on Mars and the Moon <laughs> right. just to house everybody. <laughs> right.
0: Those are some <laughs> of the simplest explanations. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, resource allocation is is complex and uh, one of the more base things but there's also all, the, all other kinds of problems that we can't even think of that right. could be created if we went from eight billion people to you know 30 billion people mm-hmm. resources would be a problem and there's things that we can't even conceive of like meaning making for instance like we talked about like mm-hmm. how do you continue to make meaning when you're 130. You know, right. we, we don't have an infrastructure for that. We don't even have an infrastructure for making meaning once you're done working. Um, mm-hmm. We we suck at that, as, <laughs> at least as a Western culture. Yeah, yeah. You uh, could play some
2: golf until your back or knees give out. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then your meaning making is you know complaining about that and trying yeah. to fix it and all that. I don't know. Yeah. Not here to criticize the American retirement system, although it could use a lot of criticism. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Do an episode on that maybe sometime. Once we come up with some better answers. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's maybe quite a while. Maybe quite a while. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah.
2: So where do you, uh, he, you know, hearing that clip uh, of Jim Carrey and, and mm-hmm. kind of talking about kind of like what we've mentioned before, the interconnectedness of all things, Um where do we what do you do with all of that um it doesn't matter you know like yeah i think that's like the pretzel part for me is a little bit more of the logical side of of my personality of just being like okay well what's the next step then like what do we do with that um yeah like uh, to truly um, believe and live your life that way. Like I was saying, I, I think it's kind of a, a problem because you almost have to kind of go. Right. Oh, if like you're there, like all the way there or like, how do you decide, Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell myself a couple of these stories, but, right. uh, I'm telling myself that it doesn't all, it doesn't really matter at the same time. Uh, you know, and, 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 Again, it goes back. Well, is that beneficial? Okay. Well, it, does beneficial even matter? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about okay. What we, we'll just continued existence of human life and people being able to experience it? Like,
0: yeah. Let's just go strap on some VR goggles and <laughs> skip all this. You know? <laughs> Watch a movie, entertain ourselves. <laughs> Want to play some cards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great questions. I don't. Yeah. It's it, my answer is kind of like here's where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. You know. And, mm-hmm. It's a I like I like the spiral analogy, not so much the spiral, you know, that we talk about sometimes, but more of just consciousness and knowledge and understanding of any concept, much more of a spiral than a linear progression. Uh, and so, yeah, it's part one part of the spiral includes, you know, nihilism and it's all hopeless. Another part of the spiral includes. No, this is all important this matters life is beautiful we got to get out and make a difference and change the world and save the planet and build a better tomorrow for for our kids and whatever you know and so wherever you are in the spiral you could be day-to-day could be week-to-week could be month-to-month and and it's a spiral because it's not just a a fixed loop where you experience the same thing the same way each time um you're in the same spot but you're at a different level on that same spot as, as a spiral would do if you traveled it um you know a bottle or a corkscrew for instance you know picture a corkscrew and so at uh, one stage i might be all in on yeah it's a beautiful world let's go make it better whose life can i improve today how can i help how can i feel like i've done my part to you know raise raise the level of satisfaction and pleasure in the world and minimize suffering uh, as a a small bit you know do my part for that um then that's where i'm on the spiral on one day and then another time i'm on a different level of the spiral but at the same spot and i look at it differently Uh, same thing with nihilism or none of this matters so uh, the clip for me it gave me another glimpse on the spiral of holding holding a couple of things that seem like opposites at the same time you know embracing the paradox of i believe in it and it doesn't matter and that was the language i think that i've had at different points in my journey and but not been able to say it quite that way so Mm. for today it's you know to answer your question what do we do with all this how do we know all in all out it's i believe in money so i'm gonna do my job but it doesn't matter i i believe in love Almost in almost like it doesn't matter in
2: the long run. Cause I mean, it, it matters like money matters to you for you to continue living the way that you are currently wanting to live. Right. Right. So in that sense, it does matter. I think what I'm getting stuck on is just the, the blanket statement of none of it matters. Yeah. Cause well, it's almost like it, a new like it does. It's a little bit, it does
0: sometimes, it does in certain aspects of your life. Right, right. Well, that's where I see the distinction, because I don't think, I don't think you said in the clip, and I'm not saying anything either, that nothing matters. I think it's taking individual components of this thing we call life and saying, like he did about manifestation, he said, I believe in manifestation and all that, but I don't think it matters. And so he didn't say nothing matters. Um, He just was kind of clarifying a distinction between those two. And so that to me is the paradox of, I believe in money, I just don't think it matters. And yes, matters big picture, matters at the, at the end of life, in the scope of eternity, compared to other things, money doesn't matter. However, I believe in it, because if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't use it, I wouldn't seek it, I wouldn't spend it, I wouldn't earn it. I wouldn't do tasks that help me get more of it. So, and probably some of the reason that you believe in it is because
2: of the games that we've all subscribed to. And so, other people say that it matters. And so, then for you to live the way you're wanting to, you would need to have yeah, that matter.
0: That right? could be one way to say it. Yeah, yeah. I can I could recognize that at the end of the day, in the scope of eternity of human history, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I can believe in it at the same time. Was kind of what i took away from that clip okay. or where i'm at in that spiral so i could say the same thing about love I, I believe in love and instantly comes to mind my wife of 20 plus years you know i i invest in that and when you say you believe in it, it
2: or is does that equal uh i believe that it's valuable
0: uh to a degree yeah this is the nuance of words and and the definition of words that it, that I find helpful right now. And it's good that we're digging down on it. So I believe in it in the sense that I'm going to invest in it, do okay. something about it, react to it, pretend like it's real. And to say it doesn't matter means, okay, in a hundred years when my wife and I are both dead, it won't matter anymore. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. So I know, I know long-term, I know big picture, I know in the scope of everything else, it, but don't you think that, like, you could say that about most things,
2: and a lot of people could say that about most things? Sure. Yeah. So, where do you, um, um, not being facetious, but where right. do you find the value then in that statement of hearing that, that statement? Like, what what resonates with you then if
0: that if you feel like most people believe that way? Well, I yeah, I think I think most people do. I don't know that they would acknowledge it, um, and so I find the value because it's not an all or nothing statement. Because you kind of get to, you get to have that paradox. Okay, it's a it's a way to hold a paradox. I, I should say it's not like you get to have it because everybody gets to have it. It's it's how to what level are we acknowledging it or recognizing or talking about it or trying to put language to it? Uh, and so somebody else might say, "Well, believe in means the same thing as matters," right? They might have a different definition of that. And so, like we say, it's it's a matter of parsing out what do mm-hmm. we mean when we say certain words. So it's less of a technical. A definition of reality and and maybe a little bit more artistic or metaphorical definition of reality to to because i think that's the game we're all playing it, whether or not we admit it is, is another question is that we know things really don't matter mm-hmm. yet and because we're alive we believe in them so that's the language that I find helpful to use there, because I can't. It, it's it's a little bit weird to say. I know it doesn't matter, but it matters. Like, okay, that's not as useful as a phrase. Yeah, I guess
2: I get I uh, probably just the the wording, mm-hmm. but to me it seems like I would think maybe not. Maybe people don't think this uh, outwardly, but I would think that most people would agree that nothing matters in 200 years, but it matters if I get my paycheck right now because I need to pay my bills mm-hmm. and I need to go experience that thing and I want right. to go do. But whether I make that paycheck goes into my bank account this week or not, it seems to me, the it seems like it's a, like a no-duh or an easy kind of statement mm, to the then say, hours. yeah, to be like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter in 200 years. Well, of course, you're not going to be here to to right. have any pain or suffering or in any enjoyment from it because you're going to be gone. So I think that's where my pushback has been on, on this statement or, yeah. or confusion of just saying, well, yeah, truly nothing matters to me as uh, my conscious thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing matters after I can't consciously experience anything.
0: And I'm saying it's, it's more than that. Okay. The way I'm using it is more than that. Yeah. It is the 200 years and it's, it's a present reality as well. The way that I'm expressing it and the way I heard Jim Carrey say it, um, which I could be misunderstanding him. It's, it is literally just what the words meant to me, which Mm -hmm. is really all that matters. To <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he meant could be something completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's language, right? How uh-huh. we interpret it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah. So how I, I heard it was, I believe in the thing, which means I'm going to make an effort, and at the same time, I recognize that if that paycheck doesn't hit my bank account, even though I'm working for it too, it doesn't change the nature of reality because whether I get a paycheck or not, isn't attached to reality. There's, there's an ultimate existence or truth or divine everything that isn't impacted by whether I get a paycheck or not or whether my wife loves me or not. Okay, so uh, thank you for saying that. I still can't
2: um, get past the fact that it would matter because the reason you're doing the work is the expectation in the game that you're playing mm-hmm. that that check what that check is going to provide for
0: you right that's so, the, that's the believe in part i do believe in money okay. okay yeah okay and it doesn't matter it's a paradox like there's no reconciling it it's it's two things that are opposites existing in the same space at the same time and it's if you need to keep asking, you can. I just no. You're fine. Sure I'm just trying you're... to un un, un right. unpretzel my my this theory <laughs> okay. of my brain inside of here. So I'm not okay. arguing
2: with you or challenging you. I'm just trying to get over my own inability to understand where you're coming from on that because I'm getting stuck on some of the words right. of what this would look like in practice, uh, specifically with. Uh, I I guess I'm not. Uh, maybe I'm just not of the belief yet that you truly can have those two distinctive beliefs at the same time, the Mm. two distinctive thoughts at the same time, because I guess maybe it's the matter. It matters is Mm. maybe where I'm getting really stuck on because by wanting that check. Then does matter. Hmm. So yes, you want it, you believe in it, you think that it has value and you can do something with it. And that's why it matters that you get it or not. And I would think that if you didn't get to that, you're then experiencing suffering at some level, even just this minimalist yeah. suffering of not being able to buy, disappointment. buy something, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, disappointment, not getting it, maybe not the full like, Oh, I'm living literally paycheck to paycheck and I have to have this to have food tomorrow, right. which could happen. But so I guess that's where I'm kind of getting stuck at is maybe it matters type of the phrase.
0: Yeah. And I, it could be, it could be just, yeah, the words are just going to carry different meanings and, and that's oh, going to yeah. be an impasse. Let me try one other thing here. Um, you and I are both love to watch football. We both root for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's just got its own level of suffering that goes along with it. <laughs> Chances <laughs> to practice detachment. Uh, so we can be in a, in a, you know, rooting for them, especially late in the season, we want to see them in Super Bowl? never been to the Super Bowl. like playoffs, all that stuff. It, we're invested in it. it. We believe in the Browns. We believe in the myth that if they do well, we get to celebrate and be part of that. However, we also know simultaneously it's a freaking game. It's grown up guys beating each other around for our entertainment. It really doesn't matter. Not just not in 200 years, but in the scope of it. But while we're in the moment cheering, rooting, hoping, dancing, you know, celebrating when they win, uh-huh. we believe in it. And it doesn't matter. Um, but it would matter if you are dis, have disappointment
2: and are sad or mad when they don't win, then the game does matter to you. It doesn't matter for your continued existence of suffering, but you could mm-hmm. have suffering from, because you're so invested into the team and you're, that's your identity and, and the game that you're playing those. So right. that's, that's where i guess i am thinking yes it doesn't matter as in it's not going to impact my ability to continue to exist or my personal relationships around me when the browns lose it doesn't change any of that but the more i get invested in the outcome and the result of right. that game i then dopamine levels right. rise right. and all of those other things when they win and so the opposite happens when they lose and so i'm i've i've manifested the fact that it matters to me in that moment because i uh am investing that much sure. into it
0: yeah, no, and and people do, and I've done it too. I'm not immune to that. Uh, most people who are, you know, avid sports fans I know exactly. So I guess
2: this know. here, here, help me with this. So what when you so oh, in any of this, whether it's a sports or something else, right? When you say you believe in it or love, but it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter to what like. It doesn't matter for the outcome or it doesn't matter for results or how you're going to feel it doesn't matter
0: be uh to the continued existence of people it doesn't it doesn't matter in the sense that it doesn't change the perfection of the real what <laughs> Damn. I, thought that, I thought that would clear it all up. <laughs> Almost, almost,
2: so close.
0: <laughs> perfection of the real, perfection of the real. So, so it. I think it. I think it. It assumes. As I've said before, I'm dumb. So no, no I you're just not these I, are great questions. I, I, I don't know anything. It's okay. I. Me too. Um, I'm there with you. Uh, it, it, if we assume, let's maybe we maybe I missed a step in explaining my perspective on it. Assuming that, if we assume that the real is only the real. And it can only be what it is. That would mean that what is happening right now is the only thing that can happen. So therefore it's perfect. So in this moment, okay. everything that's happening is is the only thing that can be happening. So that's what is perfect. And that makes it perfect. And to to want it to be something else other than what it is, is, is where suffering comes from. And we can't change this moment. We're powerless to change this moment. You can't, be sitting and standing at the same time, right? you can't. unless you believe in quantum me- mechanics. Okay, yeah, that's a whole another another <laughs> <whole> discussion. Being <laughs> I mean, a particle and a wave at the same time, or yeah, or being yeah, in two places at two, the same time, or going from one location right. to
2: the other without traveling distance
0: between. Which would just be expanding the definition of a state of fixedness because you know we're limited to it. It's it's adding multiple dimensions. If if you're in a two dimensional world. A third dimension being introduced becomes magic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're in a three-dimensional world, it's not magic. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. And so I think these areas that you're talking about are absolutely uh, stretch what I had just said. I don't think it invalidates mm-hmm. it, though it just says now there's a fourth, a fifth, a sixth dimension that we haven't don't fully understand. However, the existence of those things has always been true, even if we didn't know about them or mm-hmm. understand Well, for sure, them. yeah. And they are still part of the reality that is the now, that is this moment, that is the non-changing, ever-present existence that we find ourselves in. And that, not to say that it doesn't change from one moment to the next, but in a given moment, as brief as a moment is, which we can't define it because we don't have the language or capacity to understand, to, to narrow time down to its infinitesimal, infinite now, well, yeah, I mean, time doesn't matter. It's just right. a construct of humans, we yes, said before. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, so what's the smallest increment of that? It's less than a second. It's less than a microsecond. It's less than the blink of an eye. It's less now. Than, it's just this, the now. Right. right. It's infinitely small. Right. Uh, I can get behind
2: all of that. I think it's just, I can't get behind a matter because then you're having an expectation. Like you're having, you're you're already classifying it. Oh, you got to get going soon.
0: Yeah, no, it's Okay. Like matter implies that it's good or bad or that it's worth thinking about. Matter it. I'm saying it, it doesn't matter in the sense that it doesn't change the infinitely perfectness of the real. Because, yeah, yeah. Because the infinite perfect. Right. Because so yeah, having your
2: paycheck is not going to change now, because now is all that we have. And so it's not like it's going to stop you in the future right well right?
0: when 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 the future comes and it's the now when you don't have your paycheck that's perfect too because that's that's what's real that's what's happening that's what's now so when you say it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it can't ever change the perfection of the real and the real is perfect because it's what's happening
2: um yes w- okay um, and i would add that you would th- also have to say that that is outside the scope of Uh, making this distinction between suffering and the continued existence of humans. Because if you're talking about, oh, the future, you don't have your paycheck, that's perfectness. The future, my daughter goes and gets raped, she's not going to say that that's the perfect now of what's there because of her suffering that she's experienced. So I'm not disagreeing. I, I think I'm just adding that I think okay, I, I can get all of that, and that's what I was I'm probably trying to say, or a question before, but wasn't able to articulate it well enough, it doesn't matter if you are able, or if in the logic and thought process of there is no suffering.
0: Yeah, exactly. You'd have to assume that even in what we call suffering, it's still perfect because it's, it's what's right. happening and we and we call it suffering because we layer on the fact that we don't want these bad things to happen to us which is a human it's 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 not anything i'm criticizing i'm just yes i'm using the f- phrase it doesn't matter uh, yeah. outside of that and right?
2: i can't i can't get be i can't currently can't get on board 100% with that philosophy mm. because i value the continued existence yeah. and the continuation of a humans being able to experience life mm. and so then a deviation from that currently in my brain would be what i would classify as suffering mm-hmm. um and right. so it's maybe not just simply rape but literally the um the stoppage of existence right. and experiencing of of what we're experiencing would be suffering
0: would be so suffering. for that's where i think and it would matter to you it, Is that what you're saying? Using that that matters.
2: Yes. So then, it's impossible for me, logically, uh, mentally, to be able to layer that none of this does matter. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And again, if I have that one. And I think this is what I was saying, what I was trying to say with Jim Carrey and literally the beginning of us talking about this, of him giving away his money and his shirt and his clothes. If you, it's like pulling a a thread. Like if you literally give that, in my opinion, if you pull that thread of saying, okay, if humans are not able to continue to exist and experience this life, that suffering then there's other portions of that, of other experiences that we could have that would impact that portion of it. And then that would also be suffering. And so hmm. like the not having basic food and, and clothing right. and somewhere to live, those people are suffering, in my opinion, with this thought process, those people are then suffering because that would inevitably lead to the extinction of human beings. Yeah, if we didn't, if there wasn't something that changed.
0: Which would be undesirable and would matter. It would matter, right.
2: Yeah. Because I value and uh, right. think right. that non-existence is suffering. Yeah. So I think that's probably where okay. I was getting stuck with all of that. Sorry yeah. to take us so far to get I to that th- point. I think
0: it's great. No, I think there's probably other people out there that, yeah, would.
2: Yeah. And I don't and I, track with that. Again, like I always say, like, I don't think I'm better or worse for having that uh, thought process about the continued existence of human life it's just i then can't get behind the idea that i believe in this thing but none of it matters or it doesn't matter well it would matter if it impacted the continued mm-hmm. existence of of human life yeah so Yeah, something simple of, oh, I got cut off on on the freeway or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Because that's not going to impact the other people being able to continue to experience what I've had the opportunity to experience.
0: Yeah, so I think the difference here would be you drew a line where you said everything on this side of the line, sure, it doesn't matter. Everything on this side of the line, the human experience, the beauty, the continuation, does matter. Yes, and so the philosophy that I think Jim Carrey is espousing is he's just moving the line. It's at a different point. And it's it's kind of probably infinite, I would guess, you know, because of a perspective on the perfection of reality. rather or not humans exist isn't necessarily part of that. That's my hunch. So yeah. that's where the difference would be. Yeah. All right. I got to run. Okay. Until next time. Until next time.